Hello and welcome to LCWS After Dark. I'm one of your hosts, Melissa. And I'm Eli. Melissa knows her name this time. <laughs> yeah. Today is episode four, Lines and Forms. So back in episode two, we mentioned that we have an LCWS audio drama. And today we're going to be reading it to you. Because today is all about narrative writing versus script writing. So, Melissa, do you know what narrative writing is? Yeah, it's, you know, telling a story. Okay, yes. Essentially, but it's a lot through descriptions and world building. Mm-hmm. And you get, like, an image in your head as you're reading mm-hmm. um, something that's written as a narrative. Yeah. And, Eli, do you know what script writing is? <laughs> I do, but just to elaborate on narrative writing, specifically, we're going to be talking about narrative writing in relation to more long form traditional story format uh, versus script writing. So script writing is quite a bit different from traditional narrative uh, storytelling, whereas narrative story writing, when we're talking about published books or comics, generally speaking, you have a very, let's say you focus more on how things are going to be read, how to create this visual in people's heads using words. Whereas with script writing, there's such a different format. People, if we're talking specifically about audio dramas, because that's what I like to make, um, you're writing scripts in a way to make them sound like, depending on the person, of course. For me, I try to make them sound like things are actually happening, that this is a plausible experience. So not only Are you thinking about the dialogue and the description? But you need to find a way to explore what's happening in the environment without outright saying what's happening like you can in storybooks. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, with poetry or when you write stories, you can say, okay, we're in we're in a classroom. There's desks, there's tables, there's chairs, whatever. You can talk about how there's five million different marks on the walls from, I don't know, students doing things. But in an audio drama, again, depending on the kind, most people don't want to sit there while you take 20 minutes to describe the room. They want to know, they want to keep the character moving, right? So you have to find a way to describe this location and also give sound cues or character cues to what's happening. For example, if we're using the classroom again, we can say that you would probably hear people stepping. If there are other people around, you would hear the background murmur of voices. You might hear um, the clatter of this pencil, people picking it up, people writing something. Um, you might hear the bell in the distance as exactly about to start. You'll hear, you'll hear distant conversations, right? Mm-hmm. So that can give us the clue that we're in a classroom. As for descriptions, unless something is particularly important, you probably aren't going to directly mention it. Or you could have the character, let's say, let's say I walk into a class and you're the teacher. You can say, using your word choice and your tone of voice and what you say, we can infer things about you. We can infer things about the classroom. Like, for example, if I say to you, stand up straight, stand up whenever you answer a question, sit down when you, when you're done, 
or you tell students very strict rules about what they should and should not be doing, classroom expectations, you know that this class is likely not to be super colorful Mm -hmm. because most people associate strict with very clean, very uncluttered spaces. But if you have a teacher that's more like, hey, kids, guess what we're going to do today? You get more Miss Frizzle vibes, right? Yeah. So it's it's that kind of a difference. More like a more rocket ship dress vibes. <laughs> rocket ship dress vibes, exactly. And, and lightning earrings. Yes, Miss Frizzle's awesome. I love Miss Frizzle. Um, so that's kind of the thing, the difference between them. So... Other things you have to consider uh, when we're talking about narrative storylines, for me specifically, I'm going to keep making this disclaimer. I'm, I'm going to make one large disclaimer here. This is about my experiences. Other writers do different things. I personally don't add many descriptions, as I've said before. So some things that characters can do can say, I ran my hand along the desk or... For example, you can have a character comment on something another character is doing. Like, for example, oh, Melissa's playing with her fingers. Melissa is fiddling with their earrings or is twirling their hair around their finger. And their hair looks so, I don't know, bright against the blue wall. I don't know. Your hair isn't bright. It's... (laughs) That sounded like a diss. I don't mean that. But your hair's not... Your hair's not bright purple anymore, so. Well, part of it is. Well, part of it is. I'm going to do it all at some point. Yeah. So that's some of the the biggest differences in script writing versus narrative writing. And you have had a couple chances to do script writing, haven't you? Um, I don't do as much script writing as Mm. narrative writing. Honestly, recently, I haven't done a lot of writing in general. (laughs) Um. I'll get back into it when I'm less stressed. But I have written, I think, like two very, very short scripts. And I only remember one of them, which I wrote um, years ago, Mm -hmm. like 2014 years ago. Wow, okay. A lot of it was dialogue. um, And just since I wrote it, actually like recorded like film mm-hmm. it um there was like directions like descriptions of what the character is doing yes but... i forgot to mention that that's another huge part of we'll get i'll let you finish in a second mm-hmm. but that's another huge part of um writing screenplays or scripts or anything you need to know what the character is doing because if a character is running or eating mm-hmm. it's going to sound a lot different than if someone is not and you also need to keep in mind the voice actors as well yeah you need like some to give some sort of direction as to like mm-hmm. what they're going to be doing so that you get but you can't be idea you can't be too strict either though because if you keep adding emphasis or telling people to do things then you take away the artistic freedom of the yeah, voice actor how as they well. want to portray the character yeah so it's a bit complicated <laughs> yeah in the script that i wrote it was like the character looks out the window, she sighs, and then we have her line of dialogue, mm-hmm. which was, I don't remember, I think it was like her like yelling about a bunny that looks hurt. <laughs> um, so it was just like, help, help, the bunny's hurt. Oh no. I think it was what it was. And then, um, so yeah, you just have like a very 
straightforward direction and not like mm-hmm. a lot of flowing description or like yeah you try to avoid description that description because then whoever is like portraying that character can fill in those gaps themselves mm-hmm. something else is that the formatting of a script is also just generally very different um for those of us who aren't doing it professionally we can kind of do whatever we want with the scripts i follow mostly traditional script formatting where you know everything's in the center the you have the interior exterior markers um but what i don't do i know some writers do this both in books and screenwriting i don't mark the different scenes or the different beats that's not something that i've ever done but i've heard some for some people it's helpful i don't think i've ever done that before either yeah it's it's because i believe you're supposed to each beat is supposed to represent a scene where um each character is going for something that they desire, the thing that their their goal is. I am a pantser. I don't plan things. I mean, I guess I could separate things out, but I just don't. It's not my it's not my you thing. You really are the opposite writers. Yeah, I, I don't like to plan things. Yeah, so if you ever go to a meeting with Melissa and I, we'll we'll do a writing prompt, and I'll have like a gazillion words, and Melissa will be on like a sentence. We got Melissa Melissa's planning in her head. Yep, and I'm just like. None of this makes any sense. I don't know. I don't know where this person came from or how any of this got here. So together we make a functional writer. Yep. Yeah. So script writing really is. I remember my first time. So I got into it by listening to audio dramas like the Penumbra podcast mm-hmm. and also um, Welcome to Night Vale. Welcome to Night Vale. I loved Welcome to Night Vale. There's one that I listened to, but I don't remember what it's called. Um, why am I thinking 360? Um, it's that one in space. No, it was one about like a mother and her son were like going on like adventures in Australia. Oh, I never were, heard that one. There were um, like the scene where there was like frogs, mm-hmm. and for some reason the teenagers were, were licking the frogs, and it sounded <laughs> absolutely horrible. But like it was interesting the way they used the sound mm-hmm. there because you could hear like the ribbits. And yes. you could also hear the hops, and you could hear a lot of them, so you got a picture of, like, there being just a ton of them. Mm-hmm. To have a good podcast, you really need to have a good audio engineer. Mm-hmm. For us, it's me, and maybe Emma. I don't know who's editing this. <laughs> it's probably me. Out. It might even be you. I mean, I can also edit an audio. Yeah, we'll see. Hello. It's the editor popping in to say the mystery has been solved. Surprise, it's me, Melissa. I'm editing this episode. I can, in fact, edit audio. <laughs> and now back to our scheduled content. Yeah, so that's that's a huge part. Um, in terms of going back to the script format, I remember my first time writing. It was bizarre because previously I wrote a 100,000 word novel. It was not good. It didn't make any sense. I still have it somewhere. Yeah, it was uh, National Novel Writing Month, and I did it. I did the first one, first fifty thousand words in one month, and then for all of August, I did the a second one of my own. It was (laughs) looking back on it, it was very bad and not good. But I'm I'm glad I did it. I got a lot better at writing by doing it. But Mm -hmm. because of that, I gotten so into writing descriptions, you know, and writing. You know, you try to write out the thoughts of the characters, and I was like, you know, had all these cool ideas. Um, and then you get into um, script writing, which is a lot more 
you have to be a lot more selective about what you put in and what you don't. Be very concise. Yes. Unless you're talking about dialogue, which is my forte. <laughs> dialogue, I was fine with. I was trying to figure out how to, again, going back I mean, to well, the sounds and everything. Dialogue is where a lot of everything is happening. Yes. Yes. So it makes sense to have a, a lot of it. Yes. And trying to figure out how to weave the narrative into the dialogue is fun. Mm-hmm. Also, it's kind of like Dungeons and Dragons in a way, because you have to figure out as a DM, how can you make sure that people are not forgetting about these things when they can't go back and look back at the past paragraph? Mm -hmm. Or um, what if they aren't paying full attention? What if something happens and it's like, okay, how can I loop this back in so that people remember, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I find podcasts really fun. Uh, I really like that method of storytelling. It works really well for me. I've been getting back into writing um, with a traditional narrative style, but I still feel very awkward with it. It doesn't feel quite as natural for me. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, script writing is not very natural to me. (laughs) That's completely fair. Mm -hmm. Um, As with anything, practice makes better. (laughs) Practice makes permanent. Yeah. That's what I like to say. You kind of remember the motions that you go through the more Mm -hmm. you do it. Yeah, there's one girl in my class. Her name is Dolores. No, I just did it. Her name is Deborah. I always call her Dolores. And I made that mistake the first day I met her. And I I keep doing it. And I am so sorry, Deborah. I will, I think, always end up doing this. Um, So for the most part, I try not to say her name. (laughs) Oh, my. The worst part was before I said that even. I was like, okay, it's not Dolores. It's not Dolores. It's Deborah. And I said Dolores. Whoops. So practice makes permanent, so be careful what you practice. So stop practicing the wrong name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, would you like to read the LCWS audio drama with me? Yeah. <laughs> so this was a collaborative exercise for from when I taught how to write audio dramas with Becca. And so it's called A Fever Dream in the Daub. We all wrote in one Google Doc at the exact same time. We have a lot of different characters, and it gets very chaotic. Oh my so, god, I played Long Deer. Yeah, you did. And I didn't even remember what happened in the story. So we have, I'll read out the characters, and then we'll just have to say our names, our character names, before we read. So, yeah, since there's only two of us. So our characters are Alexander, a fourth-year English student and writer hopeful, has a rejection spike, Currently plagued by the LCWS cryptids and his master's application. Played by Alex. Which went well. It did. He's successfully in his PhD now. Mortemeyer, we have Mortemeyer Mouse, internet-hating, medium-aware, demonic entity who wants to spite his cousin Mickey, but also LCWS, because what character doesn't hate its creators? Played by Cassie. Longdeer, the bastard child of an eldritch being and a fairy creature that is always accompanied by circus music. Enjoys tormenting and also guiding people. Kind of a jerk. Played by Melissa. So that must have been your interpretation. Throw back yeah, to episode two. I must two. have included the uh, accompanied by circus music part. <laughs> I, I vaguely remember that now. We have Ryan Reynolds. Famous Canadian actor with incredible hair and amazing body and charisma of a god. Played by Kiefer. Hmm. Wonder who added that. Hmm. I wonder. Nameless. Long forgotten son of Sir Donald Alfred Wario. Uh, banished to the lands of Waterloo Goose with his Drake, played by Ekjot. So do you just want to alternate and we can say the names as we go? Yeah. Okay. Interior, coffee shop in the Daub. Enter Mortemeyer. 
Alexander is sitting at a coffee shop with his pumpkin spice latte and ooh-woo Wattpad Bessie bun. Mortimer walks up to Alexander, who is visibly disgruntled. You know, I'm having one of those unknowable horror kind of days. You know anything about that? Pause for a second to look at Mortimer's incomprehensible terror. Yeah, you know something about that. Ceiling tile falls, hitting Alex on the head. Comical doink. Mortimer comically whistles whilst Alex begins bleeding out as one does. Mortimer. Don't look at me. It was the other LCWS cryptid. Exterior. Outside the coffee shop. Breathe heavily into the microphone. (laughs) This is long, dear. Stares intensely at Alex through the coffee shop window. Interior. The daub. Enter long, dear. I live in constant pain. My longness seeks to envelop the whole cafe. Everyone calls me long, dear. But my true name is Donald Alfred Wario, and this is my building. Leave before I drop more of the ceiling upon your head. Bonk echoes in the background. Mortimer. Ah, but you see, we aren't actually in the daub. These are just words on a page, boyo, you know? There's a bit of pixels, you see? Undertale music. Mortimer's theme. Uh-huh. Poop. <laughs> How will I get to my D&D game now? Exterior. Elsewhere. D&D party cries at the Lost of Emerald and all their other NPCs around them. Interior. The daub. Long dear. Words on a page or thoughts in Alex's mind? Stares back at Alex in both a menacing and inquiring way. Mortimer. Words on a page? A thought in his mind? What's the difference? Maybe we're all just a reference to a fleeting bit of memory. The form might be different, but it's all made of the same stuff in the end. Mortimer crouches down to Alex, who's beginning to slip into unconsciousness. He snaps his fingers in front of Alex's slackening face. Circus music gets louder. Long dear. Perhaps a memory that touches deep into this boy's thoughts. We have been extracted from the deep-seated fears and insecurities to torment him. Long dear leans down, letting their breath come out hot on Alex's neck. Mortimer. Hey dear, are human people supposed to be different sizes? Long dear. You really assume I know a lot about human biology, don't you? Mortimer. I mean, you gave me a pretty decent rundown of what these weird noises coming from the Dobbs studies were, rooms were. It turns out people make those noises. You clearly know a lot more about how people bits work than I do. Dear, don't pin the entire basis of my knowledge of humans on that. Exterior. Lordron. Location from Dark Souls. Dragon fire breath intensifies. Nameless. Where am I? Whomst you... I was supposed to land my Drake atop the Donald N. Alfred Wario building. Quiet Mortimer theme. Mortimer. See? Now we're in a completely different location. This is a work of fiction, pal. Alex, that's, uh, really concerning. Interior. A bedroom. Ryan Reynolds wakes up in a cold sweat. Oh my god. That was worse than Green Lantern. I have to call my agent. The sound of the phone being dialed slowly fades into nothingness. So that was the collaborative piece. I think there were there were at least eight to ten, if not twelve, people working on that at, at the once. same time in the Google Doc uh, for about ten minutes. I think. Yeah. About so that. I, I want to. <laughs> the one thing about Emerald is Emerald is a um, <laughs> Emerald is a goose that was in our D and D game. We were we loved Emerald. Emerald was great. I think. The comment about sounds in the daub, well, let's just say there are a lot of adult hangouts in the daub. 
You forgot about that? Well, just in case you didn't know, I found out about that too. So yeah, you see in in this one, we have, um, if you go on the website, you'll be able to see. So actions are generally uh, in italics, in brackets, um, heavy, or heavy breathing. <laughs> um, if you have uh, anything like exterior, it would be I-N-T dot, and then the name of it, exterior, E-X-T dot, um, Generally, any sounds will be in uh, squared brackets. Um, all names are usually, or they're supposed to be, uh, in all capitals. Same with locations. And yeah, I bold it as well. Well, yeah, if you can, you can bold them if you'd like. Um, it's a little helpful. It's helpful. It helps distinguish from the rest of them. Mm-hmm. I do a lot more italicizing and underlining yeah. bolding than other people because. I, it, it's easier for me to keep it separated, mm, right? That's fair. So, yeah, that's an example of a screen... Well, not a screenplay. It's an example of a script. <laughs> it is a script of sorts, yes. It's an sure. example of a script. So if you like things like this, head over to our Discord. We do things like this occasionally. Um, we like doing collaborative exercises. And, yeah, I think that's all we have. Well, actually, no, let's talk about the pros and cons before we go. Just quickly. So there are pros and cons to each style of writing, of course. Like with poetry, you can express some things, but not others. You can't, It's harder to tell a narrative, long-form story with poetry. Yeah, it's a lot more metaphorical. Usually you want to, like, focus on a, a single topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you can best explore it adequately. Because you don't have, you know, all the time in the world for poetry. You yes. You do a hundred thousand word poem. Well, you I mean, could you if can. you weren't a coward. <clears throat> well, thanks. <laughs> you can for sure do a poem that long. I mean, I don't know how long Paradise Lost is, but it's an entire book. Mm-hmm. And it's a poem. An epic poem is what they're referred to as when mm-hmm. they're that long. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So you can do it, but it's generally not done. Kind of like with uh, script writing. So... Pros and cons, I would say, of script writing. Script writing will give you more of a chance to work on... I, don't, I feel like it pushes you creatively because you have to kind of mm-hmm. think out of the box of how to describe things, how to make your audience realize what's happening where. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also a great way to make your dialogue shine if you like practicing dialogue. Um, it's a brand... It's a relatively new medium as well, Um it started with radio, of course, in the 1960s, I believe. I could be wrong about that. They might have had radios in the 1800s. Don't quote me on that. I'm not 100% sure on that information. Yeah, so and it's relatively new at any rate. It's only, like, I would say 100 years old or so, comparatively to writing, which is several thousand years old. So mm-hmm. it's fun to explore. It's interesting, though, that, um, like, a lot of literature originally was all like oral storytelling yes where the stories was passed down through memory like yes just like someone telling it and then someone hearing it then telling Putting it. their own flair on it yeah and yeah this is kind of like i guess advanced advanced storytelling i guess this is like we're taking oral traditions and making it yeah. more modern i guess Kind of. I guess you could say in a way. I mean, yeah, in a way, like... Because there are still people that carry on those oral traditions. 
there's part of like script writing where you put some of the creativity in the hands of whoever's like reading the script as the character. Yeah, and the audio engineer as well. Yeah. Um, so that's some of the pros. I would say some of the cons is that it can be very frustrating at times to try and explain your character's thoughts or anything where characters are moving around a lot and there's not a lot of dialogue yeah. um you tend to have to make the characters monologue a lot that can mm-hmm. be frustrating and it can it can come off a little bit like awkward or unnatural yes. yeah there's some people that do it really well um the two princes is a fantastic podcast i would say um from the time that i listened to it i listened to the first two seasons they didn't ever use inner personal monologues to describe things or at any point really it was all spoken out loud uh, and it was all incredibly clear where they went and what they were doing so that was that was very impressive it's called again uh the two princes it's also oh, queer i'm gonna note that down yeah So that's great. The Penumbra podcast also did a great job at, for the most part, at keeping this, it's kind of the character's thing that he's always in monologuing internally, even to the other characters. So that went along well. So it really depends on what your style is. But overall, if you like dialogue, if you like telling stories and you want to push yourself out of, I guess, the traditional story Mm -hmm. format, I'd say go for it. Yeah, or if you're someone like me and is not good at dialogue at all it could all be practice it could be a good way of practicing so are you gonna we look more natural are you gonna are you gonna practice uh script writing then yes i'll do it you will yes oh okay yeah i'll send it to you and i'll share it in lcws wow okay so i guess to anyone who's listening come to the discord server melissa's gonna share something cool i have until the end of this the Semester? Yes, semester. I was going to say September. I'm like, wait, no, that's September. Yeah, that's, uh, that's tomorrow, I'm pretty sure. Tomorrow. Yeah. All right, get writing. <laughs> well, I guess we got to pop off now then, because Melissa's got to get typing. Apparently. Yeah, so. What did I get myself into? <laughs> Thanks for coming, guys. We'll see you again next week. And happy Wednesday. Yeah, happy Wednesday. It's not Wednesday. It's not Wednesday. <laughs> it is Friday. I don't know when this is going to be released either. So um, exactly, it could. This could be any day. You know what? We meet on Wednesdays. Happy Wednesday. Oh yes, yeah, we meet up. That's why I said it. Exactly. You know it works. You know, yeah. Happy Wednesday. That's how we're going to sign off from now on. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. See you later.